Hello and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and if this is the first time you have listened to the podcast, you can check out past episodes on soundcloud.com or itunes.com. Today we're going to be talking about the gospel. We're going to be talking about uh, Jesus Christ and who he is and uh, who God is. There's so much in the Bible that talks about who Jesus Christ is from the very beginning to the very end. It is littered, for lack of a better word, with uh, things that are pointing to Jesus being born. There are things uh, predicting all that he will do. Then there's the accounts of him here on earth, um, walking and talking and preaching and, and healing. And then there's prophecy about him coming back again. So the Bible is all about Jesus. And yet at the same time, the Bible is all about God. It is about our creator, God. And it is also about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. All three mixed together, uh, pointing out each other, working in tandem, working together to show the world who they are. And there's one particular passage in scripture that I want to zero in on right now. There's one particular passage in scripture I think that um, helps every single person. It's a passage of scripture that points to the doubter and says, uh, come and give this a try. It's something that points to the person who's uh, been a Christian for a long time and says, you are enough. Your faith is enough. It's a portion of scripture that it just resonates with hope. It's a point of scripture that uh, makes us rely on God and not on ourselves. And so we're going to turn right now to the book of Mark, which uh, is an account that talks about the time that Jesus spent on earth. It's uh, the entire book is dedicated to the, the telling of the life of Jesus Christ on earth. And so we're going to go to chapter four. And in chapter four, there is Jesus literally talking to people. And this is the record of him talking to a crowd of people. And when Jesus talked to these crowds of people, he talked many times in stories. He talked in, in what they called parables, parables, which are stories that have a deeper meaning. So when we, we think about a parable, we think about uh, a classic tale of the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise and the hare is a story about a turtle and a rabbit, and uh, they run a race. Everyone thinks the rabbit's going to win because he is faster, but the rabbit stops and does different things. He even stops and takes a nap. And while he's so full of pride and so full of cockiness that uh, he takes so much time that eventually the tortoise, the turtle, crosses the finish line first. And so that is really not a story about an actual turtle and an actual rabbit. It is a story about us and our lives. So it has a deeper meaning. It has an underlying story uh, for us. And so the parables were the same way. They were told, but they had deeper meanings. And so I want to start with this parable in Mark chapter four, verses 30. And this is Jesus talking. So here's what it says. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? And here it is in verse 31. It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the words to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. Now, 
Jesus explained these things to his disciples, every little detail to his, his disciples, explaining what all of his stories meant. Why? Because these were people who were following after Jesus with their whole lives. They had given up their careers. They had given up uh, everything they were previously doing, and they were walking alongside Jesus. And when we as people walk right alongside Jesus, he explains things to us. When we are in proximity to Jesus, when we spend time here uh, in the year 2019, if we spend time praying, it's like spending time like the disciples walking and talking with him. Jesus will explain things to us and tell us things. The Bible also really clearly uh, says again and again, but I like the way this particular verse says it. It says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't even know yet. There's another verse that says, seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So that's with, with belief and with passion. When you seek God with all of your heart, he'll answer you. And so if you're listening today and you're one of those that are kind of far off from Christianity, if you're one of those who kind of don't know if you believe this thing at all, then uh, this parable is for you. Because it's saying that if you have faith as the size of a mustard seed, if you have faith uh, smaller than your pinky finger fingernail, uh, faith smaller than the, the pupil in your eyeball, faith so small as the smallest little amount of faith that you could possibly have, if you have that faith and you'll say, God, I believe that you're real. It's about as far as it goes for me. God, I believe you're real. I, I don't have any more faith than that. If you have faith that small. My question to you today is, will you offer that faith to God? Will you offer up that faith and say, God, I believe in you. And the reason I believe in you is because I can't look out at a night sky and deny that there is something bigger than myself. The reason I can believe in you, God, is because when I look uh, out at the night sky, I can also zero in and look right at my fingerprint. I can look right at my very own hand and see that I'm uniquely created. I can see that uh, I have a fingerprint that's unlike any other human on this entire planet. Unlike any human that has ever been born or ever will be born, my fingerprint is different. I look and see that I'm a, I am created because I look at animals. I, I, I look at the birth of a human baby, and I see that there's something bigger at work than just myself. I look out at a, at a canyon. I look uh, and see the vastness of the earth, of the ocean, I look at a tree and it testifies to the greatness of a God. When you chop a tree down and you look at the rings that show one ring for each year, when I look at leaves and how they change and, and, and just all the different species of trees and the, or, or types of trees, how can I not see that there is something bigger than myself? I have faith. It may be as small as a mustard seed, but I have faith to believe that there is something bigger than myself. If that's you today, this parable is for you. Because this parable says, if you will take that faith and you will offer it up to God and you'll say, God, I believe that you're out there. Then that faith can grow to something so much bigger than you ever imagined. In verse 31, it says, it's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it's planted, it grows. If you would offer that faith to God and you would say, God, I believe you're real. Will you show me more of yourself? The Bible is telling you that that faith will grow. Not only will it grow, it will become the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that other people can come and rest in your faith. Would you like other people to come and to rest in your faith? 
Do you have faith so big that people can come and rest in it? So if you are one of those people that say, I believe there's a God, but but I just don't know much about the Bible or prayer or the Holy Spirit or the Trinity or all this stuff or all the accounts in the Bible. I don't know if I can, I can uh, swallow all that yet, but I believe there's a God. My challenge to you today, I'm going to talk more about this at the end, but my challenge to you today is to say, God, I want to offer that faith to you and see where it goes. I want to offer that faith to you and see if it grows. And then my challenge to you is, is to pray with me at the end of this podcast. So hang out there if that's you, if you're just, you're just at that beginning of that mustard seed of faith. Now, if you're a faith-filled person, if you're a person who says, I've had faith for a long time, I want to challenge you with that, that second uh, verse there that said, he explained everything to, his, to those that walked closest to him. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed and you walk close to Jesus, he's going to explain so much more to you than you could have ever imagined. He's going to explain himself to you. He's going to give you more understanding. So the Bible has been around for 2,000 years plus, and yet it's still something we can understand today. But there's not one man on earth. There's not one woman on earth. There's not any person who has ever gotten a complete grasp on the scriptures. Because the Bible is living and active. It separates our intentions. It separates our desires. It shows us things that we didn't know before. The Bible is like uh, walking up to a mirror and really seeing what you look like. We could walk around all day feeling like our hair looks good and our face looks good and everything's fine. And then we can go up to a mirror. And as soon as we see the mirror, we can tell what's wrong with ourselves, right? There's a, a chapter in John chapter 3. When we get to John chapter 3, verse 19, it talks about uh, how when we're in the light, things are exposed. So let's take a look at that. Uh, John three nineteen says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and he will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Friend, if you have just a little bit of faith and you're walking close to Jesus, he's going to show you things you never saw before. He is the light. He exposes the darkness in our hearts. He exposes things that we cannot see without him. And so the invitation is to come closer to the light and let him expose the things that are in us that we haven't even seen yet. Now, why would we want to expose evil in ourselves? Why wouldn't we want to just keep that hidden? Why wouldn't we want to just not know that there was something in our teeth or that our hair was messed up? Isn't it uh, happy? Isn't ignorance bliss? Isn't walking uh, in darkness just as fun? The answer is absolutely not because there's no peace in it. Jesus offers peace that passes worldly understanding. And that peace is found when we're close to him. That peace is in his presence. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. There's peace that there's nothing in this world that can offer that same peace. Sin might be fun for a season, but only for a season, and then it brings death. It'll destroy us. When we walk closer to the light, things are exposed. But it's for our own good. It's for our own safety. It's for the long term. It's for our safety. And so uh, many of us have to get closer to Jesus. And we can't be afraid that he's going to see our evil deeds because you know what? He already does. And he still loves us. This is not an issue of love. 
This is an issue of our own peace and our own safety. This is a, an issue of, of being more like him, of showing forth more of God's, showing more of God's love to other people. So let's go back to Mark chapter 4. If we have faith as small as a mustard seed, it can grow into something huge. If we get close to Jesus, it can expose things because he's the light of the world. And in him, there's no darkness. And it exposes our deeds, that even the intentions of our hearts and makes us more like him to bring glory to him and to bring peace to our own hearts. Let's look up one more parable that's right before this one. So we looked in Mark 4.30 for this parable of the mustard seed, the story of the mustard seed. But if we look at one parable before this, starting in verse 36, 26, it says this. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, and then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. It's talking about a person planting a seed, and no matter what he does, the seed still grows. It's not uh, because of his doing it's because of the the nature of how things develop that the seed grows into something useful the same with your faith would you take your faith if you are a new believer or someone who just says i think i believe in god i want to know more if you would take that faith and you would offer it up to god then it's not up to you to conjure up some kind of spirituality it's not up to you to try to make something happen the progression of things naturally is if you say god i want to know you more that god's going to show up and show himself to you the things will happen this week. If you say, God, I want to know you. God, I invite you to come and show up in my life. Then things will happen this week. There will be people in your path, things in your path that you cannot deny are God. Because he says he'll show up to, to, to show himself to you. That if you call on him, he'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know yet. That if you say, God, show me if you're real, that he'll come and show you that he's real. So just like this, this farmer that plants a seed, it's not because of uh, what he did. He, he goes to sleep and it still happens. For those of you who have been believers a long time, the same parable rings true in our lives. We have to remember that it's not because of anything that we have done that we can see the greatness of God. All our goodness, all our good deeds, all the goodness we could ever mount up, all if we could make a list of all the good we've ever done, it doesn't gain us access to heaven. The only thing that gains us access to heaven is our relationship with Jesus. It's Jesus that is the way to heaven. And so go to sleep, relax, because Jesus paid the penalty for every sin. So even though we bring ourselves close to the light so God can expose our sins, it's not up to us to take care of everything. It's up to Jesus. And so he transforms our lives. If we will surrender it to him, he'll help us to walk through it. So it's a reminder, that parable is a reminder to us as long-standing Christians that God does the work, not us. That God is the healer, not us. That God is the sanctifier, not us. So my call is pretty simple. First of all, to those that would say, I just have a tiny bit of faith. All I could say is I got this little bit of belief that there is a God. I'm going to ask you right now to find a quiet place. Uh, if you're in a public building, go find a bathroom stall where you could be alone. If you're uh, at home, go find a, a room all to yourself. If you're outside, find a quiet place. Find a place to be alone. And for those of you that would say that you have this tiny, tiny bit of faith, I'm going to ask you to repeat a prayer after me. That I'll say it and then you just repeat it. All right, here we go. 
Dear God, I believe that you're real, but I just don't know very much about you. Would you show up in my life this week? Would you show yourself to me, God? God, I have faith as small as a mustard seed. Will you help it to grow? God, show me who you are. God, put people in my path this week to talk about you to me. God, I want to know you. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, that's so, so profound. It may seem simple, but it is a linchpin. It is a turning point. It is a, 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 a place where you offer permission to God to come into your life and to begin to move and to speak. And I truly believe that if you prayed that prayer with all sincerity, that God will show up and begin to reveal himself to you because he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He already knows you. He created you. He designed you since the beginning of time. He knew every day that would happen in your life before it's even happened. He fashioned and formed you, and he wants you to know him. And so you just giving him permission to come into your life is so profound. And I can't wait to hear the stories of how he shows up in your life. So please, when God shows up, uh, send me an email. Get in in contact with me and let me know how that works out because it's going to be an awesome, awesome stories to share. Now, believers, if you've been a believer for a long time and you have uh, avoided coming close to God, you've avoided being like a disciple who stood right near God and listened to all that he wanted to say, maybe it's because of fear that your evil would be exposed. Friend, it's already been exposed. God already knows. God is everywhere. He knows everything. So if you've been trying to hide from, from Jesus, today is a day to come close to the light, to come and walk by his side like the disciples were walking by his side and say, God, I give you permission to shine a spotlight in every area of my heart, every area of my mind, every area of my life and my actions. And secondly, God, I want to walk right next to you like a disciple. God, I want you to talk to me like you talk to the disciples. Explain to me, God, deeper things. I want to know more. I want to be more like you. I want to show more of your love. We're going to pray a prayer together. So if you would just agree with me in prayer, I'm going to pray right through. If you would just agree with me in prayer. Here we go. God, I know who you are. I've served you. And God, now there's a group of us that want to expose our lives to you. God, we want to give you permission to look into every area of our heart, every area of our lives. God, search us and know us. Show us if there's any evil way in us. God, as we come close to you, God, I pray that you would reveal things that need to change, that you would come and help us to get rid of stuff. It would be like a garbage disposal and we'll get rid of all the junk that doesn't belong in us anymore. God, I pray that you would uh, reveal it to us and help us to have the strength and the courage to get rid of sin in our lives, to get rid of evil in our lives. God, I pray that every person listening would begin to walk closer and closer and closer by your side, that God, we would put our trust in you because you are a rock that does not move. That God, I pray that we wouldn't build our houses on, on shifting sand, but we would build our houses, we would build our lives on a rock that doesn't move, and that's you. God, I pray that we would uh, continually be calling out to you and that God, you would, you would explain things to us just like you did to your disciples, that God, you would reveal yourself to us today just as you did to your disciples 
disciples. God, help us to draw closer and closer and closer. God, I thank you that you are living water. God, I thank you that you describe yourself as the bread of life, that you are spiritual food for us. And God, I pray that we would come close, that we would listen to all that you would say to us. God, I thank you that you desire to be with us, that you desire to have a relationship with us, that you desire to speak into our very lives. God, we thank you for Jesus. Help us to be more like him. Help us to be better at following Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for listening today. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me. If you have a story to tell about something God's doing in your life, please email me. I am so grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, I encourage you, go on Amazon and get a Bible. Go to your local bookstore. Go to Walmart. Get a Bible. If you can't afford one, please email me and I will send you one. Absolutely free of charge. I would be happy to send you a Bible. My email is Jillian, J-I-L-L-I-A-N, 528 at yahoo.com and I will be glad to send you a Bible. Um, So thank you for listening today. Uh, Check out past episodes and I will uh, be talking to you next week. Have a great day.